Hello and welcome to the 2021 Christmas special of Slaytanic Vercast. That's right, guys. We're not we're not doing Slayer today. Forget that. It's all far too miserable and sad and nihilistic. And it's Christmas time and the doc's feeling jolly. How are you doing, Doc? Jolly. I'm very jolly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christmas is upon me and the the, I don't know about the goose getting fat. The, the, the black cockerel is definitely looking plump these days. You like Christmas, don't you? I love Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I what absolutely do, love Christmas. What is it about it you like, Doc? Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a bit of an old Scrooge, to be honest. It's, um, it's a ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something to look forward to in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. I just said, so just um, kind of breaks up the, the, the bleak three months. Um, I like putting up Christmas decorations. Yeah. Um, I platonically, I like the idea of going out and seeing everyone else enjoying themselves. Mm. Um, although, increasingly, as, as as time drags on, less and less people appear to be actually out and enjoying themselves. Um, but you know, if I if I if I listen to something Christmassy, or if I listen to something happy, and I concentrate on the lights then I can pretty easily convince myself that everyone else is enjoying themselves too. Yeah, and that, that pleases you. At Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> At Christmas. Good, good. Um, are you hoping... That, 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 peer behind the curtain, curtains, guys. We, we're actually recording this a couple of weeks before Christmas just to, to kind of get it done, get it all scheduled and stuff, because we'll, we'll kind of be busy over those three days. Um, you, you expecting to get anything nice, Doc? What, what, what's Santa going to bring you? Um, maybe a new tentacle. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can never have too many tentacles. You know, humans would, would, would say that I have too many tentacles already, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm acquisitive when it comes to stuff like that. And in, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you can never have too many tentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping for one about four foot six, um, like a, a, about as thick as a human wrist mm-hmm. at the base, with a very sensitive tip. Oh, yeah. oh lovely! Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, if I um, and um, you know maybe some um, maybe some livers. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice bag of livers. That's what you want. Yes. <laughs> nice big bag of livers. Why not? For <laughs> <laughs> eating or for experimentation? Um, cosmetics. Cosmetic, lovely. Yeah, like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when they've putrefied just a little, then some, like, then, then, then for beer snacks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to get. Hoping for, like, a couple of books or something and... I don't know, usual slippers and crap like that. I'm not really that fussed. If I get a video game, that'll make me smile. Um, I do, you never know. I might get the entire collective works of Guy N. Smith's crap, <laughs> honestly. You never know that. Um, you drive for a living. What, 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 what kind of van or what kind of vehicle would you spec to transport the whole entire collected works of Guy Hensman? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, thematically, surely it would have to be a trawler, wouldn't it? You'd think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah something, on, something sea-bound, um, a nice trawler. A haunted um, trawler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with, with a nice selection of lobster pots on the back of it. What do you think about that, Doc? 
Um, yeah, and um, I think probably the the, the prow would be have to would, would have to have rusted into a shape that vaguely resembles a human skull under certain light, mm. don't you? Absolutely right. I've actually started reading uh, the first one, Night of the Crabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doc, it, 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 it's absolutely fucking great so far. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, really enjoying it. Proper, proper kind of James Herbert homage, basically. I really, really like it. I'm waiting for a nice long train journey or maybe even a, a, a plane journey so I, I, I can get stuck into doom flight. Oh, of course, doom flight, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping to, to, to plan my way through all of the uh, Crabs books now, now, now that I've got started. <laughs> That's my plan for 2022, to read all of the, all of the Guy and Smith Crabs books. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm right about this. After the Crabs series officially came to an end, uh, there's a thing afterwards called Crustacean Omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man alive. There might even be one or two lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A longestine. Imagine, Night of the Longestines. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Doc. I tell you what, should we get stuck in? I thought we already had. Welcome to part meh. So we're not structuring this episode normally, are we? Uh, so at, at the, in no particular linear Euclidean chronological order, um, we're into part near as opposed to part... Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do, we've got 10 tracks lined up for you, dear listener, and they've all got a Christmas theme, and they're all by either rock or metal bands or artists. Um, and we're just going to go through them. When, we, when, we, when we've listened to enough and we think we've got a hand, handle on it, we'll move on to the next one. Some of them we might listen all the way through. Some of them we might not. Um, but we hope you kind of enjoy the ride as we go along it with you. How's that sound, Doc? Yeah, the, the, um, enjoy the, the, the winter sleigh ride along with us. That's it. So here's the first track. Um, this is by... A fictional band, I believe, called Bad News. Uh, do, do you know anything about these guys, Doc? Yeah, um, they. Uh, I think they were sort of hallmarks of very early Channel Four. Mm. Um, and it's it's obviously sort of I, I, I get the impression like sort of um, obviously influenced very heavily by Spinal Tap. Through two decades, seventeen classic albums, countless unforgettable concert triumphs. They changed the face of British rock music forever. And the best part is, they're back. Now, they're on the verge of the greatest comeback of all time. Rock and roll! This is their moment. Go right straight through this door here, down the hall. Yeah, turn right. Their time has come. Rock and roll! Any minute now. Any second. Hello, stage. I think we're lost. A little job there. About 30 feet. Jog to the left. Get ready. Get set. Heavy metal's deep. You can get stuff out of it. My name is Marty DeBerge. I'm a filmmaker. One man dares to probe the 
hidden secrets. I was just pointing at it. I, well, don't point. Even, don't even point. No. I might be misremembering this, or it might be the uh, the Mandela effect, because I seem to remember that there were lots and lots of Five Go Mad um, programs on early Channel 4. But no, it turns out there are only two. Oh. Um, I also seem to remember there were lots and lots of bad news um, things on Channel 4 in its early days, and that's how I know about them, and that's all I know. It, is it linked, like, to the Young Ones universe? Because it's it, it's all the same guys, isn't it? It's like Nigel Planer and Rick Mailade Edmondson. Yeah, um, but, I, I mean, wasn't, like, alternative comedy a, a sort of multi-headed, single-bodied entity? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, if, if you take those four people and then, like... Uh, Jennifer Saunders yeah. and um, Alexi Sale and Ben Elton and Tracy Ullman, I presume, will be in there. Yeah, with yeah, um, she would have been. Um, Lenny Henry, even, yeah, um, Mel Smith and Griffiths Jones. Mm. Um, I, I don't think there were all that many people in alt comedy, mm. um, in those days. And I, I think they would, they would sort of try to big each other up as much as possible, and and, and um, <laughs> very much like progressive rock, I think that they, they used to like showing up on each other's programs, yeah, um, and like having guest solo spots. Mm, I quite like that. Though, Doc. You know, things that get that kind of incestuous relationship, it kind of it always pleases me in a way. Well, it, it, it's it, it's the nature of a scene, isn't it? Mm, you know, even if it's cynical. You know, for example, I don't know, Eminem popping up in a Limp Biscuit video and, and Fred Durst then popping up reciprocally in, in, in an Eminem video. It's all very cynical, but I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. Sometimes it is. I don't think it has to be. Um, uh, I think inevitably when you've got any, any kind of a scene, um, you'll get people sort of spinning off little side projects together mm -hmm. and um, solo projects. And, you know, somebody will have something that's putatively a solo project, but members of other people's band might pop up in it. Yeah. Um, on the subject, when sort of going back to early 90s black metal, when there seemed to be more side projects than like, people's day job band releases. Mm -hmm. Um, if you remember, a very good friend of ours once said that uh, he <laughs> he hoped there'd be a side project um, with members of Belmez and El End, and it could be called Bel End. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> so, here we go. Here's the first track. Bad news. It's called Cashing In on Christmas. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jingle bells on it. This is 
isn't it, Doc? Um, yeah, and it, it, it's fascinating. Um, what year is this from? Would you say about 83 or 84? Oh, I've got, what does it say here? 2004 remaster. Hang on. Let's do a bit of uh, on the While fly. While you do that, Googling, um, yeah. I'm just going to sort of talk through it. That um, Christmas singles by well-known bands have obviously always been a bit sneered at and always looked at sideways. Um, and I don't think that even in the very early 80s, I don't think making a joke about the fact that, oh, look, it's some of the bunch of losers um, trying to make a catchy hit that will shift lots of units at Christmas time. I, I don't think that was a particularly new joke. Sure. Um, but then, of course, it became one of those jokes that you, you weren't allowed to make anymore once the Band-Aid single came out, wasn't it? Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we vanish it And in our world Of plenty We can spread a smile of joy Pull your arms around the world At Christmas time Kind of almost like killed the novelty record. Well, it, it put everything in a very, very peculiar position because even though it clearly was a shit novelty record, mm. and even though it was clearly a tax break for a bunch of people who were already fucking loaded oh. and who could have easily funded a charity out of their own cocaine habits, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it sort of managed to put a uh, a pattern of earnestness on it, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know, I think the early 80s were absolutely littered with um, kind of comedy novelty records, weren't they? And, and they definitely went away for a few years. And maybe it was the infamous Mr. Blobby song that, kind of, that, that brought them back. Then I seem to remember there, there was a slew. The only one I can remember being um, the Bob the Builder song, but I'm sure there were more than that. 
was was Bob the Builder a novelty song? What, what was wasn't it just a children's song? Well, I think it wasn't the actual theme music to the show, was it? I think it was released, like written and released as a separate song. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, right. so I, I don't think it was. I don't think. I don't think. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not a Bob the Builder expert, um, <laughs> but I don't think it was the actual title music for the show. Um, as far as novelty records go, um, I'm one of the people that doesn't get glam rock, mm. and glam rock looks looks always looks to me like a genre that's made up of nothing but novelty records. Sure. Well, I mean, this is definitely vibing off that, isn't it? You know, yeah. musically, and you know, I'm looking at the the band. You know, the, the in quotes the band themselves, and you know, glamorous fuck basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, if you're uh, familiar with Brass Iron, and know that you are. Um, I think probably the only glam rock single that I'd ever actually like to own is Playground Bang Around because that sounds brilliant. Hits like Playground Bang Around. Right inside, a little boy on the slide, little girl on the swing. As I sing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1987, Doc, is the uh, is the year. So, that's post Band Aid, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, it's uh, it's it's getting a bit close to um, slitting the throat of a sacred cow. There. Yeah, there you go, Doc. So maybe they're quite courageous. I always have a problem with, um, you know, like comedians, sketch shows, doing like comedy skits including music because I, I just never I, I never think they're funny that's the problem i've got a real blind spot actually doc for like comedy music it, it makes my fucking skin crawl um i know exactly what you mean um it's when i think you're talking about when comedians do allegedly witty parodies of things that are popular at the time that's it you got it you know, I don't know. I seem to remember um, when the when Nirvana exploded. You you couldn't really turn around for fucking sketch shows doing their own like pastiche of it. Um, I I think possibly my big problem with it, and this might be yours too, um, is they to pastiche something you have to understand it like from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, then obviously you're no more successful than anyone is ever at mocking something they don't understand. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it always comes across as as maybe what it is, you know, like a bunch of fucking middle class squares, um, you know, with, with no actual passion for music, trying to trying to fake it. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, just on that subject for a second, um, can you remember off the top of your head, like, what the what the central vein of wit was that anyone mined out of doing a pastiche of Smells Like Teen Spirit? No, I can't. And I think because there isn't one, and, and that's always my problem, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a punchline. I think the joke is, oh, you know, we're comedians that you recognise. We're going to dress up like Dave Grohl and Kurt Cobain and the other one. Um, yeah. And and that's the joke. And I'm sorry, but that isn't a joke, is it, Doc? Well, it, 
These alleged jokes are often perpetrated by people who claim to despise things like, off the top of my head, Les Dawson dressing up as an old woman and pulling stupid faces. Yeah. Um, and their reason for hating stuff like that is, um, just like you said, that there isn't actually a punchline, that mm. there isn't actually anything that makes it funny, except for it's Les Dawson wearing a headscarf and a dress. Yeah. And that's supposed, that, that's supposed to be intrinsically... Um, this is a problem I had a lot with, with a lot of what I'm going to call post-alt comedy. I never got why Vic Reeves shouting Newport Pagnell mm-hmm. was... Like, I, I, I never got it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no um, I don't get it either. I mean, Reeves and Mortimer leave me pretty cold, with the exception of Shooting Stars, which I think is great. Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the Celebrity TV Quiz, Shooting Stars! Welcome to Shooting Stars! Welcome, whoever you are! It's time to be seated! Um, but 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 that is dependent upon the caliber of the of the panel, you know, the guests on the yeah. panel. Um, yeah. But but when it's just them doing their kind of off the wall wackiness stuff, now nah, not for me, Doc. Like the mighty Boosh, I've got the same problem. Come with us now on a journey through time and space to the world of the magical. Sorry, I, I know we're going, we're going a bit off topic here. Um, the one that I was kind of primed to dislike just because everyone else claimed to be into it. Um, I never understood why, you know, like, um, that's you, that is. Oh, yeah, you know, the fast show, isn't it? You talk, no, I can't fucking bear the fast show, not at all. like a really shit version of uh, League of Gentlemen, basically.
right. Yeah, yeah. No, not for me, Doc. Are we done with bad news? Or do you need yeah, to I think so. That, that's enough of that one. Do you, do you want the second track? Yes, please. Here we go. We've got, um, hang on, who's this by? I've got the title here. Aha! It's a long way home this Christmas. And this is by the one and only Blaze Bailey, would you believe? Here we go, Doc. Good Lord. <laughs> I look through the window again And I still can't defend all the things that I said I got kind of lost And that was the real cost Of always having to be so right You said you would go I was too proud to show I was hurting and I was so scared Got my head in my hands and now I understand just what you were trying to say. It's a long way home when you're already here on your own. When the only thing that makes it worth being here is gone. So this Christmas I'm here on my own. Presents I bought you Cause I felt I ought to Are under this tree that's so bright These lights sting my eyes And it's no real surprise That I've ended up like this tonight Surrounded by things that can't dance And can't sing And can't hold me the way that you do Now if I could go it's all a bit po-faced, isn't it, Doc? I didn't expect this. Um, I'm genuinely bemused. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually kind of like half of me is smiling, um, because it, it's it, it's oddly heartfelt and sincere, yeah, isn't it? It is. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't like it very much, mm. but, but I, I can't help but like have a sneaking aberration for a man as crass and vulgar as Blaze Bailey. Mm. doing what at first sight seems like a drop-dead straight 50s-style sentimental Lonely at Christmas ballad. Yeah, it's like a proper croonathon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with his voice, by the way. I never felt Blaze had a, had a bad voice when he when he was in Maiden. Um, I'm, I'm less familiar with Wolfbane, I must be honest, but, um, you know, I never thought his voice was the problem. Um, you're not very familiar one. with you're not very familiar with fucking wolf's fucking bane. Then. I ain't fucking heard fucking wolf bane in about twenty five fucking years, doc. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I mean, the, the the problem on those two main albums, unfortunately, was the quality of the fucking songs, not Blaze's voice. Um, wasn't there also uh, also an absence of Adrian and an excess of Yannick Gurr on those albums? You're right, too? yeah, and Steve Harris had taken over total production duties i think which was yeah dreadful mistake uh, his ego kind of got the better of him for a couple of albums i think um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 no, this is a real surprise I, let's have another 30 seconds or so doc and see if it kind of bursts into life i would stop you and ask how can i show you i love you it's a long way home when you're already here on your own Thing that makes it worth being here is gone. 
I'm admitting that now I'm alone. I think we get the gist of it, Doc. It, it's not bad, is it? Well, it, <laughs> you can really imagine your gran liking it, can't you? Mm-hmm. In my head, I, t- I don't know what I'm picturing. Like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, like a, a Christmas special version of something like the Generation Game or something. Yes. Life is the name of the game And I want to play the game with you Life can be terribly tame If you don't play the game with two And I want to play the game with you You know the game's been been played, everything's finished, and then and then you know then they get like a guest performer on to sing on the on the white studio floor, and everybody that's been involved is all kind of huddled around, and they're all kind of rocking back and backwards and forwards. But that's in my head, Doc. Yeah, um, I think it would be like the um, the guest musician interlude before. Um, those games always ended up like uh, after the teams part of the, of the game was over. They always ended up with like and uh, the the winner of the teams part always had like an against the clock section, didn't they? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, where you had to like remember as many things as you could that went past on the conveyor belt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that's like the final game, isn't it? I think. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's there's always like a uh, stand or fall on your own, or stand or fall on your own merits, or. If you're the producer, stand or utterly humiliate yourself on your own mm. lack of mm. uh, what said merit. Um, mm. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and this this will be the musical interlude before the final game. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's an oddity. Um, that is. I um, have a bizarre predilection for picking out the logical fallacies in excessively sentimental ballads. And I just found myself stroking my chin and going, it's a long way home when you're already here on your own. Well, um, there's some tautology and, 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 and some spurious rigour in there. Mm-hmm. And when you're already here on your own, mm-hmm. um, and if it's a long way home when you're already here, <laughs> that's a contradiction. <laughs> Doc, I think you might be thinking about it too much. Um, <laughs> it's a game I play with myself. I know. I know. That's why we love you. That's why we love you so much. Um, any more Blaze, or should we get on to track three? I think we'll get on to track three. Um, a little Blaze goes a long way. It certainly does. Um, <laughs> track three is called Christmas Dreams, and it's by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Here we go, Doc. the light rarely goes Somewhere beyond Where the dark barely breathes Somewhere this night Where the dark only knows She awaits ever patient She awaits rarely seen But the moments are taken For in the dead of the night Gathering light Christmas dreams I want to wrap all my moments 
night Floats her dreams in the air People watch, children stare At these tears of captured light While she awaits, ever patient She awaits, rarely seen Still her moments are taken For in the dead of the night Gathering light is it me, or can you hear a bit of Mr. Loaf in there, Doc? <laughs> um, I can hear a bit of Mr. Loaf in there. Um, <clears throat> there was a bit quite near the beginning, and I just I, I just expected him to start going, uh, it's called Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Toys R Us. <laughs> um, there's another bit, and just for a split second, I, I fantasised that dissection were, going to, um, were sort of going to make an appearance. No such luck, unfortunately. No. no such um, luck. Yeah, there's, 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 there's quite a bit of loaf in there, isn't mm. there? Mm -hmm. um, isn't it a lot like... I feel as though, casting my mind back to very early memories from the mid to late 70s, a lot of people who I suspect had day jobs in progressive rock bands um, did Christmas singles a lot like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I could also kind of hear this in... Um, in a Disney movie, basically, you know, yeah. I, I can hear this as kind of a big set piece in a, 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 a Disney or Pixar movie set at Christmas. Um, um, would, this be, would this be an emotional reunion scene? Oh, probably, um, and probably involving maybe a, a penguin and a leopard seal of some kind. Yeah, yeah, um, it'd be quite nice, I think. And I think possibly it would be the centrepiece of a montage of lots of emotional reunions mm, mm. Um, demonstrating togetherness all around the world mm. at Christmas time. I can imagine it's a Pixar movie with a central message about climate change. And you've yeah. got a polar bear floating on an iceberg that's melting away. And he thinks he's, you know, he thinks all hope is lost. And the current, the tide just takes him and, and he drifts and drifts and drifts. And eventually, you know, he, 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 just by sheer chance, he comes across another floating iceberg, bigger, though, with, with a, a, a bunch of polar bears, penguins, leopard seals, even though they don't live even in the same hemisphere normally. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're all there together and having a wild old, wild old time. That's in my mind. Yeah, um, I actually thought you were going to say um, his um, his iceberg um, takes him close to where um, he meets a um, a friendly baby leopard. Oh, oh, duck! You're melting my fucking heart. I'll be <laughs> honest. I don't mind this because I I do like me a bit of kind of overblown rock opera. I, I can't help it. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't mind. Um, if you catch me in the right mood, and uh, I mean, um, a, a bit of overblown rock opera, you like that more than I do. Um, mm. But a bit of unabashedly sentimental Christmas movie weepathon, mm -hmm. I don't mind one little bit at all. Sure. Um, and during the moment you've just described, a specific case, but that moment. Mm -hmm. that you've just described, I might actually, I, I might get in the moment and I might shed a tear or two. Sure, sure. Have you heard of these guys before, Dr. Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Never. 
No, the, 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 it's a, a bit of a side project of uh, John Oliver and another guy who were both in Sabotage. Um, now, Sabotage, <laughs> the, the, the doc's looking blank. Sabotage are um, kind of legendary American heavy metal pioneers. Um, it's not really to my taste because I generally don't like the vocal style. Um, but no doubt in their influence, you know, the mass absolutely massive in America didn't really didn't really break Europe. Um, and this is their this is their side project, basically, Doc. Good Lord. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't listen yeah. to it. I wouldn't put it on. Um, but, I, but for what it is, I quite like it, Doc. Christmas trees And the tear falls upon the snow white hair And it runs to the end where it lingers there Then it falls to the air of a winter sky Till it captures a dream Crystallized Let it go, let it go It's a world that I know For soon everything will be changing In a single glance We're all in Yeah, I'm having it, Doc I'm having it I don't mind this at all Yeah, I'm alright Yeah, me. that'll do Yeah, um, that'll do me Is it more respectful or polite to say Mr. Lowe for meat? <laughs> um, I, I suppose that's like uh, like the vu and two form in French, isn't it? You know, um, it, it depends on your relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, if if you were out for a stroll this evening and you met him um, as equals mm -hmm. on the street in your town, mm -hmm. would you feel more comfortable addressing him as meat or Mister Loaf? I think. I think if it was in my hood, yeah, but on the streets, I'd call him Mister Loaf. But if he was in my crib, I'd yeah. call him Meat. Definitely, I think that's the rule, isn't it, Doc? <clears throat> um, I, I always sort of generally assume that you meet somebody with the same level of respect that they are prepared to extend to you. If it was Sniffy. And look down his big fat nose at me. <laughs> I call him meat. Mm. But if he was polite and deferential, mm. um, then you know the same as everybody. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd use a slight honorific, and I call him Mister Loaf. That's fair enough, Doc. I think I, th I think that's a, an admirable position to take. Yeah. <laughs> um, track four, Doc. Here we go. Um, we've got Ronnie James Dio oh. and Tony Iommi, the one and only, um, with their rendition of. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Here we go. Lord. <laughs> Oh, 
dooming it up though. They're dooming the fuck out of this track. Um, well, it's it's what you'd expect, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, when you have personalities as large and legendary as Ronnie James Dio and Tony Iommi, it's it's beyond parody and mm. it's beyond mockery. Mm -hmm. um, there comes a point at which you just want to bow down before the awesomeness of it. Uh, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I, I nearly said something really, really stupid, you know, before I paused it. I nearly said, doesn't this sound like Candlemas? <laughs> which would, would have been one of the most idiotic things I've ever said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's certainly true, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting my influences on. Ask, ask about tips. It's undeniable, though. It does sound like Candlemas. It really did. I think it sounds more like Candlemas than Sabbath. Yeah, um, but I mean, considering Candlemas were obviously conceived by a man who by a man who woke up one morning and thought to himself, "I wonder what it would sound like if Ronnie James Dio and Tony Iommi formed a band together." <laughs> I didn't realise because obviously, you know, Ronnie replaced Ozzy as Sabbath's vocalist i always assumed he was he was british but i'm just looking at the wikipedia page turns out he's a bloody yank yes mm. um and um oh, what, so here's an equally stupid question was he in dio before or after being in black sabbath oh that must be after hadn't it you know kind of cashing in on, on, on the profile of his name as as a result of being in, in Sabbath, surely. Well, I, I lose track of how, like, 70 supergroups work. Because, um, I mean, the it would have made perfect sense to me for Black Sabbath to have had the muscle to have got someone already legendary. Yeah, well, I, 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 while you're talking, I, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of background research here. Um, I think you're probably right. I think... Um, Dio were well, probably after Dio was in Black Sabbath featuring Dio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Ronnie joined Sabbath in '79, I believe, and Rio the band. Their first release was in 1983, and that was called Holy Diver. Good look, I had an idea that Dio were much older than that. Yeah. You know, I'm you know, I'm just going by the, the the holy bible of metal content on the internet, the Encyclopedia Metallum. Sure. Yeah. Um, no. Well, I, I learned something tonight. There we go, Doc. Yeah. Do you have a bit more? Because I think this is absolutely fucking great. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, 
I'm starting to tire of it now a little bit. And, and this is always a problem I get with Doom Doc. I, I, I kind of like, I like a Doom track generally for, for you know for the first minute and a half, two minutes, and then and then I want it to change and do something else, and it never does. That's fascinating. I have exactly the opposite reaction. Um, yeah. I like my doom best when it hits a groove and settles into it. Mm. Uh, I'm always bitterly disappointed when it speeds up or yeah. does something else in the middle. Yeah, and I think it's me that's missing the point. I think it's me that's taking a much too simplistic view of it. Mm. Um, mm. Imagine that. Uh, we disagree and we both think we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we truly are intellectual sophisticates, Doc. Let's get. Let's have another thirty seconds or so. <laughs> It is quite the voice, isn't it? My God. Oh, God. I mean, um, one of the things Ronnie James Dio is legendary for is his his, his magisterial pipes. And I mean, mm. uh, just <laughs> once, uh, who, who, who am I to detract from mm. that? Mm. And, and um, how Tony Iommi manages to kind of eke such kind of despair and kind of haunting emotions from mere power chords is something that I will never understand. Well, it's, uh, Tony Iommi, I, he's, and I'm saying this without one word, without one note of disrespect at all. He's he's kind of the um, the status quo of metal, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He's he's literally got three different chord progressions, mm -hmm. um, and of course he's got bits of aluminium tube fingers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, Doc. Doc, I thought that was absolutely sensational. But in the name of time, I think we need to press on. Um, track number five. Oh, another titan of metal we've got here. This is uh, Rob Halford um, performing in the band Halford. <laughs> and the track is called Halford. No, it's not really. The track is called, <laughs> <laughs> the track is called We Three Kings. Here we go. Oh, uh -huh. 
a respectful cover version in a strange kind of way, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so we can guess, can't we, that um, this is a project that Rob Halford formed to explore musical avenues that he couldn't do in um, Judas Priest, isn't it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right, Doc. I think you're right. Um, did, uh, <laughs> I've just kind of got your joke there, Doc. <laughs> very, very good. Um, but, but the reason I say that it's quite uh, respectful, I mean, obviously, you've got, you've got kind of the, the, the priest gallop or the maiden gallop going on. Um, you've got the shredding. But but Rob himself is actually being rather subdued, isn't he? On the on on the on the old vocal performance. Yeah, there's no um, there's no sort of five octave spanning wails going on there. Or um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, um, tickled me, though. I'm me. sorry, you, you you can't come from the West Midlands and say the word Halford, um, like without thinking of the. Um, Motor spares shop, sure. can he? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, or um, isn't um, isn't Home End at West Brom also called Halfords Lane? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, um, I, don't, I try to pretend the Hawthorns doesn't exist generally. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say anything that would encourage anyone to think that I'm a Baggies fan, but. <laughs> Um, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion. Um, the home end at West Brom is called Halfords Lane. Well, okay, yeah, um, mm -hmm. but you, you just can't, you can't be from the West Midlands and call your band Halfords <laughs> for all your biking needs. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doc. Just like where you go to get some oil. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and after all, you know, this isn't Man of War we're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't think it's going to change very much from here on in. No, no, I, I quite liked it. I must be honest, uh, but but I was I, I was expecting more vocal histrionics. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any? Is there going to be any Man of War in this collection? By the way, no, there's not. Unfortunately, no. I didn't. <sighs> hopefully, uh, Christmas special 2022. <laughs> um, oh, oh man um i just do you remember i'm going to put the year as 1997 for my christmas present um you bought me um man of war greatest hits collection <laughs> i do remember getting that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. remember the cover loincloths wasn't it oil men in loincloths <laughs> well <laughs> i I'd never seen a picture of Man of War before that moment. <laughs> and what I knew was that the, the image they liked to project 
um, is of unreconstructed barbaric masculinity and shameless manliness. <laughs> and then I saw a picture of them. <laughs> and um, I, there's... There's less. I've I've seen less gay gay porn in my life, and yeah. I mean it. Yeah, every time every time I see a picture of Man of War, I just think of the uh, the, the gay the, the the gay phone line that, that was always advertised on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, nine one thirty one thirty two thirty three. Yeah, man. Which which one was sixty sixty sixty, mate? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. No, not that I had them all on speed dial. I assure you. Um, Let's get on to track six. Now, here's a band where I know the name, but I don't really know anything about them. So maybe you can educate me. Twisted Sister, Doc, do you know anything about them? Um, what I know about Twisted Sister mainly is um, they're a dumb-as-fuck LA hair metal band mm-hmm. um, who came to a surprising level of prominence and got a surprising level of credibility amongst the activist left in the mid-'80s for... As far as I can see, voluntarily making a very good showing in front of the Congressional Select Committee um, for the investigation of the promotion of violence in popular music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't particularly think they had to. I don't think they were particularly under threat. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly don't think they were in danger of having their livelihoods taken away or being sent to prison. Uh, but um, D. Snyder um, put in a very coherent, very polite, very well-mannered expert witness statement um, in front of this real actual congressional select committee hearing um, alongside Ice-T and Jella Biafra and um, somebody else whose name I'll remember in a little while. And I I, I think um, their, their willingness to, if not put themselves in danger, their willingness to compromise their public image by standing to sh- shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of very radical, very uncompromising underground people. Sure. Um, I think managed to get them sort of quite quite a lot of affection. Um, mm. And We're Not Gonna Take It is still a great song. We're not gonna take it. Is that That's the one. Oh, yes. there we go. Doc, I know. All right, mister, what do you think you're doing? You call this a room? This is a pigsty. I want you to straighten up this area now! You are a disgusting slob! Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock.
tonight's entry by Twisted Sister. It's called Heavy Metal Christmas. Here we go. <laughs> deep into novelty uh, music now aren't we doc I, i'm gonna pull the lyrics up you, you vamp for me doc if you can um what I, I didn't catch it what was it a tattoo a tattoo of a tree I, well, that, that's why i did the lyrics doc I, no yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't quite get it Some, uh, I mean, something about spandex i heard three, three studded belts two pairs of spandex pants and a tattoo of uh a tattoo of a tree um I, I think even amongst people who love LA glam metal, um, Twisted Sister were charitably thought of as the ones who didn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is perfectly true. Yeah. And uncharitably thought of as, like, even by fans of LA hair metal, um, a fucking embarrassment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what what we've got so far, Doc? Three studied yeah. belts. Two pairs of spandex pants and a tattoo of Ozzy. It does make sense. Oh, there, there you go. There we go, yeah. It does make sense. Uh, th- yeah. The thing is, though, that there are artifacts which any self-respecting heavy metal fan wouldn't be ashamed to uh, to put their name to, though, aren't they? You're quite right, Doc. Let, 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 let's see what else they want, want us to have for Christmas. Think we get the idea, don't we? You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> what um, we got? We got five earrings, four quarts of jack, three study belts, two pairs of spandex pants, and a tattoo of Ozzy. Do you think it's worth skipping to the last one so so we can get the like the full list of the twelve? Um, if you've got the stomach for it, I think I have. I can do it. <laughs> We're still only up to 10, Doc. Hang on, I'll skip forward. Okay, now. <laughs> Dear listener, I can see the Doc's face here, you guys. It's a genuine joy to behold. Oh, that's 11. Hang on, Doc. I'll get it. Oh, no, I've just stopped it. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> Back to the beginning for you. <laughs> Press the wrong fucking button. What a villain. <laughs> <laughs> There we go, Doc. That was... Uh, that... In context. In context. Um, if this song was played at one of those, like, bad guys, heavy metal house parties that's, that, that only ever occurs, like, off uh, on the opposite side of the street to our hero's house party in an appalling mid-80s teen sex comedy. Yeah. Um, that would be a great scene, though, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah, the, 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 it, you know, kind of shotgunning Kanzalaga. Yes. Snorting, snorting coke off cheerleaders tits. Yeah, it'd be absolutely sensational. Well, I, 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 I think the girls would be like suspiciously 30s something um, looking um, like very, very obviously hired cheap from one of the ropier casting agencies at the bottom end of Sunset Strip, don't you? You're thinking porkies, aren't you, Duck? Um, I have never actually seen Porky's, uh, but it, it's it's just one of those kinds of films that I've I've absorbed by osmosis, and yeah. somehow I just know what they're all like now. Yeah, is the full list? See how many you see, see how many you got, Doc. Twelve silver crosses, eleven black mascaras, ten pairs of platforms, nine tattered t-shirts, eight pentagrams, <laughs> seven, seven leather jackets, six cans of hairspray, five skull earrings. <laughs> Four quarts of Jack, three studded belts, two pairs of spandex pants, and a tattoo of Aussie. Yes, I don't, it, quite a fine list, and I, I reckon I've owned at least eight of those at some point in my life, Doc. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that, Doc. Obviously a bag of shit, but, you know, it's hard in the right place, tongue firmly in cheek. What's wrong with that, Doc? Um, and it's one of those songs that, is sets out to be the soundtrack for a bunch of good times. And you know what? I bet it has been. I bet you're right, Doc. Here we go. Track seven for tonight. We've got um, King Diamond. Again, a band on another name, but I don't really know much about. Can, can you can you inform? Um, I know they're one of the very few bands that were approved of by, of all people, Varg Vikernes from Burzum. Wow. Um, like, even though he described, um, I, I believe he's on record as uh, describing most heavy metal as shit. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and also, um, also a bunch of stuff that's actually far too racist for me to even think about mentioning yeah. on this. Yeah. Um, referring to the cultural origins of heavy metal. Uh -huh. And also referring to the racial origins of many people involved in the music publishing industry. Uh-huh. Um, 
Are, are these the people that David Icke refers to as lizards by any chance, Doc? Uh, yes. Yeah, we got yes. it. Yeah. Um, uh, you will probably want to edit this bit out. Um, so I'm going to leave a gap at the beginning and a gap at the end. Varga Vikernes describes heavy metal as nigger music sold by Jews. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's reported speech, Doc, so there's no danger. Don't worry. Um, and you still might want to cut it out. Mm. Um, uh, for some reason, um, he has a passing admiration for King Diamond. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, I think possibly because he's Scandinavian. Right. <laughs> so King Diamond are Danish, um, and he is an individual, not a band, um, and legendary lead singer of Merciful Fate. So I tell you what we're expecting here, Doc. A lot of high-pitched wailing. Um, the track is called No Presence for Christmas. Are you ready? Brace yourself. <laughs> yes. Brace yourself. And if you've got any fragile crystal in the room, Doc, you might, you, you might want to wrap it up in some styrofoam or something. Here we go. I was expecting it to be way more proggy, but that's because I always make the mistake of confusing King Diamond and King Crimson Duck in my head. Um, yeah, um, so progressive uh, jazz-influenced progressive rock band from Somerset, mm-hmm. um, who, um, even though I know what they look like, I can never like not imagine them looking like extras from The Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, as opposed um, to uh, well, um, Danish like. Well, I've always thought of King Diamond as being very heavy metal, but mm. just listening to that introduction there, um, it suddenly made perfect sense. If you listen to that back to back with Air Lord of the Deep by Burzum, um, yeah, you bet your fucking life there's an influence. Well, I'll tell you what, Doc, I reckon that track's going to be cut in there just so our listeners can make the comparison for themselves. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring it down now and ruin the ruin the, the party spirit. I just fucking hate his voice, Doc. I always have. Um, no, it's horrible. It's yeah. really horrible. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it, it's it's really horrible and, and not in a good way. Yeah. Um, Air Lord of the Deep is 
horrible in a good way in as much as um, it's always what I think of. If you could somehow insert a, a quarter inch jack plug directly into the brain of a deeply disturbed person. Yeah. Yeah. And then plug the other end into an amplifier. And <laughs> the noise that came out would be AR Lord of the Deep by Burzum. Yeah. Yeah. That just sounds, uh, that, 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 no, that's, that just sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, I was quite hopeful when we started with the chord progression from uh, Ram It Down by Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Sure. know then he had to go and open his mouth and it's like no stop it it's always been my problem with, with merciful fate the the music of merciful fate is absolutely extraordinary it's brilliant it, it i would love them but then he starts wailing <laughs> over the top of them and it just kills it it kills it stone dead for me doc. um i think um i'm i'm, I'm pretty confident of it i, I remember the story correctly um bathory arrived at their sound uh, because Quorthon Seth very badly wanted to make an album just like King Diamond mm. but he was able to rent a studio very cheaply because it had recently been redecorated and the um, uh, the, the paint thinner that had been used uh, fucked up his throat really badly mm. which is how, and that's how you get the well that's how you get the black metal vocal style yeah I've definitely heard something similar that you know that, 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 that it was rendered via some kind of like chemical interference with with with, with vocal cords basically yes um, do, do we want any more of that or is that just too painful i'm really really happy to pass over the rest of king diamond <laughs> all right then doc so next up track number eight for tonight um legendary german speed metal titans tankard um <laughs> <laughs> With the oh no, the tankard's empty. <laughs> what we gonna do? <laughs> With their very wonderfully subtly titled Fuck Christmas. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas time is here again Time to give your cash to them At the cross it's where you'll meet Leaving rappers at your speech Buy a gift in harmony Feed the Christian industry Jesus is on my side. 
are they are they z funny assholes tanker i think they are i, I, I think they are known for kind of humorous in quotes lyrics aren't they yeah <clears throat> i mean it's the they're the german mac lads aren't they mm. oh that's a good that's a great reference doc yeah, what, what, what's the famous uh mac lads song doc Oh, you told me that you love me. Never fucking did. That's it. Well, I spent last night trying to jump in my bed. She would cling to me like, like an homesick turd. I said you took her too small and you let her too short I want a big bird from Sunday's port I can't hear me records when you sit on me face And then she mounts off in front of me mates But you told me that you love me I never fucking did You used to bring me flowers I said shut your fucking grit You had to get sweet and you call me fluffy pop you can fuck, you can do the washing up. No, I've had enough. Come on, fuck off. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What's, um, what's the other one? Sweaty Betty. She's oh, got a huge vagina. Yeah, get a bus inside her. That's the one. Yes. Uh, And she worked on sewage farm. I got me hat down in jeans and I nearly lost half me arm. After ten pints, she looked quite fit. Couldn't wait to get me hands on a flabby tin. Sweaty Betty. Sweaty Betty. So I said, slap that and ride the ripples. I just gotta get me gob round the greasy nipples. Tracy with a grimace slagging all of them bank. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, mean, it, 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 I I know they call themselves uh, speed metal, but it, it's it's oi, isn't it? Well, that track is, but but, but certainly their, their their first two or three albums were full ahead kind of speed, oblique stroke, thrash metal albums. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and then I think the punky stuff comes in later. I'm not a tankard expert, dog, but that, that's my impression. Um, I'm looking at the um, Encyclopedia Metallum page as usual. Um, lyrical themes. Doctor, want to have a stab? Drinking. Hang on, we've got six. Go on. Drinking. Well, alcoholism, I'll give you that. Okay, fighting. Um, mm, no. No? No. Okay. Um, thirst? Th no. Nothing more to no. do with drinking. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Here we go. Alcoholism, society, <laughs> life, anti-fascism, anti-racism, and humour. There we go, Doc. That, that, that's their six categorizations for their lyrics. They're still going, you know. They're still plugging away. 
Um, their last full-length album was called One Foot in the Grave, and it was released in 2017, would you believe? He's got an 82%. Oh <laughs> um, so people, people, people are still digging them. I reckon they've got. Well, hang on, just a quick scan. You're looking at eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think you're looking at. I think you're looking at about twenty full-length albums. They've got. They're, they're, they're pumped out. Um, Goodness gracious me! Since 1986. So my God, I mean, these guys are fucking prolific, um, and obviously popular enough. It, I just, I can't take them seriously. Don't that's, I, I know. I, I, I know that's kind of not the point, but I don't know. Not for me. No, definitely not. Not for me, Doc. Um, Can we take a break while I go for a wee-wee, please? Of course, I'll do the same thing, man. Number nine, Doc. Um, titans of kind of gothic alternative rock, sometimes classified as metal, but I've never really heard anything that they've done that sounded particularly metallic to me. It's typo negative. Um, <laughs> and this track is called Red Water, in brackets, Christmas Morning. Inevitably spelt with a U, of course. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dear listener, the doc automatically put his head in his hands then when I, when I told him the name of the track. He seemed predisposed against this from the off doc. Tell me why. Oh, well, almost in the same way that you can't take tankard seriously. Yeah. I can't take type of negative seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, presumably as listeners will realise by now, a massive tolerance and, in fact, a kind of a love for performativism and for posers and people who love dressing up and people who love caking themselves in makeup. And like, sometimes I even like women who do that too. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like Pete Steele and that whole excessively sincere, more po-faced than thou, um, I'm inclined to say um, uh, we're not just, reactionary um misogynist pricks we're actually we're, we're seriously making comments on gender politics and alternative sexuality mm. um, I, I, of, but when you're that po-faced like when you try to keep such a straight face about absolutely everything and then you can't resist having a song called christmas morning and putting a you in oh, oh yeah. fuck off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, do, do they go near like the the, the vampire? They're struggling like they should, but I don't think they do, do they? I don't think that. No, I mean, I, I, if I've got this right, they're, they're, they're sort of firmly grounded in um, the mundane. I don't think they touch super, um, supernatural subjects. Yeah. At all. They're not like um, uh, théâtre des tragédies, for example, or like either the, the, in the more extreme realms, like *Cradle of Filth* and stuff. No, um, type of negative. They've, they've always struck me as. Um, and they, they predate this thing by a long way. Um, but um, what I always, uh, here I go, speaking out of turn without doing my research properly. 
they always strike me as what nowadays people will call near reactionary. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they they make statements sort of very much opposed to um, enlightenment thinking, and you know they they, they favour primitivism um, and instinctual behaviour and anti rationalism. Um, and they sort of love to talk about how um, you know sort of uh, uh, gender roles and I, I suppose by implication roles um, are predetermined by survival and nature. And then mm. they'll probably talk about Nietzsche for a bit. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think they have any supernatural content at all. Well, look, I'm looking at their lyrical themes on on, on our beloved Encyclopedia Metallum. Play the game, Doc. They've got five. What do you reckon? Um, well, darkness. No, not there. No. Um, uh, blasphemy. No, not 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 even blasphemy. That's that's not them. Um, <clears throat> I, Nietzsche's got to be in there somewhere. Nietzsche's not there. Um, well, the, the, the things that Nietzsche would certainly write about, but not oh, Nietzsche um, himself. Uh, individualism. Go on. Uh, we're in the relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, long hair. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you really try with this one, Doc. I'll give no, you. No, no, uh, no, no, you know, you're not bothered with this one. Depression, death, relationships, love, and dark humor. Dark humor, Doc, because they're fucking deep, aren't they? Here we go. Let's, let's see what the, the track sounds like. <laughs> Who's what? Sorry. Who is this Who's aimed, aimed at? at? Yeah. Um, like um, pasty fat girls with uh, like one lip piercing. Mm. I've just spotted their first album. Do you know the name of their first album, by the way, Doc? No, I don't. It's called Slow, Deep, and Hard. I don't like that, Doc. That really, really makes my fucking stomach turn a little bit. Yeah. Um. I'd... 
I just said, like, who's, who's this aimed at? Um, uh, what I came up with immediately afterwards, um, people who do school shootings. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm getting a really, really bad vibe off them, Doc, to be honest. Um, um, I, um, I remember reading some interviews with them, and, you know, once again, this has got to be, like, mid-90s, and the uh, creepy fuckers. Was, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, um, I, I really, really bet you Duncan Klebold had some typo negative in his collection. I'll tell you what, mate. Let's move on because that, that really, really made that. that I, I did not enjoy that, and that the title of that first album has really, really pissed me off. Mm. Um, you mind if we move on, Doc? Uh, no, that that would suit me just fine. Good man. Here we go. So, final track for today um, is by uh, pronunciation wise, it's a bit tricky. Either is it either Jesu or Jesu, J-E-S-U, and the track is called Christmas. Do you know anything about this particular project, Doc? No, um, I could hope um, that they're uh, named in homage to Hezo Franco, but I doubt it. I think these are an offshoot of Godflesh. I'm just double-checking. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, so um, Justin Broderick, isn't it, from Godflesh? This is kind of a... Right. A side project, effectively. So gotcha. We were expecting some industrial shit, I'd imagine. What do you reckon? I'm going to say shit. I don't mean shit like rubbish. Just chisel shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Justin Broderick's side projects are not always good, but always interesting ah. for at least the first one minute. So, yeah, uh, let's have a listen. Here we go. Eight and a half minutes long, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, here we go. Down to this, this is all right, isn't it? 
Um, I'm kind of smiling quite a bit. Um, it's not the fault of the track at all, but I spent a long time listening to lots and lots of records, um, that not necessarily that sounded like that, but um, mm. in that kind of idiom. Um, sure. So what I'm going to say, like the, the the less beatific, the less bucolic end of the shoegazing spectrum. Well, yeah, obviously on Encyclopedia Metallum, looking at the at the genre of jazz, it's drone doom. Shoegaze and post rock, that's how they classify it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it Fair enough, sounds. It? Sorry? Fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the, the, the closest touch points to me, there's a band called Hum who had an album called You Prefer an Astronaut. Um, there is a band called Bricklayer Cake, which is a side project of Todd Trainer from Shellac. Um, there's. Um, there, there seem to be like a lot of. Um, not a lot, but a, a fair number of um, post-rock, post-shoegazing bands, um, which um, many of whom I absolutely adored. Mm. And uh, because one of the things that someone said about what live shows I'd go to, and uh, I was once told that, I, I was once described as the person who'd turn out for the opening of an envelope. <laughs> um what I really liked about the intro to that track is it had the classic, um, like mostly King's Heath, King's Heath bass sound in it, um, which is like bass played using chords um, through at least one, maybe two chorus pedals um, mm. and some digital delay. Mm. And um, if you'd spent any time knocking up and down the Bristol Road, um, between about 1988 and probably 1995, you would have heard a lot of bands with that bass sound. Sure. Um, didn't get tired of it then, not tired of it now. No, good duck, good. Sure. <laughs> Lovely and noisy. I do like. Oh it. yeah, 
Um, there is another band, um, probably like same scene, um, same about the same time, um, and it's it's a live show I went to at um, whichever the which was the Firkin on the Bristol Road, like halfway between um, Mosley and Borsal Heath. Well, it's not the Flapper, is it? Um, no, the Thistle? Flapper was. Sorry. Thistle and Firkin. Um, I can't remember. Um, the Flapper was the one in Ladywood down by the canal. Yeah. Yeah, um, the you know the one the the, the one halfway between uh, Mosley and Bussell Heath. I do, yeah, I do, um, I just, but I can't remember the name. Um, so we played there um, mm. sometimes. I'm convinced we uh, we supported at least one band who sounded exactly like that at least once. Uh -huh. On another occasion, I went to a live show there, and it's worth recounting um, the uh, the show just for the names of the band who played. I think I've got this right, and I think I've got it in the right order. Toxic Shock Syndrome opened, um, then Manstopper, um, and then Amateur Clitoridectomy. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. And if I remember correctly, all three bands kind of sounded like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, there were a, a, a lot of underfed, um, a, a lot of underfed young men and women, sort of in long grey overcoats, mm, mm. standing around looking morose. Toxic shock syndrome is a great name for a band. Was that all female or? Yes. Yeah, that's a brilliant name for a band. Love that a lot. Doc. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, Doc, I think we're at the end of our festivities. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, how many tracks was that? That was ten. That was ten tracks? Yeah, we just did ten tracks. How quickly an hour and a half can go by when you're having fun? Can't it just fly at this time of year? When, you, when you're stuffed full of eggnog and mince pies, you've watched the, 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 the Queen give her a speech, and you, you've, you've watched the, the Bond movie. Um, yeah, you've opened your presents. You've kicked the dog in the face just for the fun of it. <laughs> um, presumably, uh, presumably you're now waiting for the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special to start well, well absolutely I mean, I've got, I for one am absolutely fucking riveted I'm gripped Who, who's going to win Doc could it be the gay one or the gay one you tell me um, well, I, I, I might have even asked you if you got any hot tips for the final well I, I mean I, I presume um is, is Linford Christie in it this year? <laughs> what? Linford <laughs> <laughs> Christie. <laughs> that just might be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Sorry, that caught me completely by surprise then. Um, I am so ignorant of it, Doc. I just plucked a name out, out of the ether. <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm rendered speechless. There we go, Doc. And on that note, I suppose it's time to draw things to a conclusion. Dear listeners, we will be back next week, um, 2nd of January, Sunday the 2nd of January, at 6 minutes past 7, 66 minutes past 6 o'clock, um, with Skeletons <laughs> of Society. Um, until then... Have a great, great festive period. Um, don't let the government get you down. And we look forward to giving you more 
slightastic content in the new year. Doc, you're going to be there with me. You bet your sweet life I am. Go, now go thrash your ass off. <laughs> Yeah, this whole business.